This episode of the Final Forecast is brought to you in part by the Book Exchange, where Mountaineers go since 1934. Check out their two locations, downtown Morgantown and Evansdale, or online bookexchangewv.com. Live in Morgantown and across the world with your hosts, Kevin Jones, Deshaun Butler, John Flowers, our lovely co-host Ashley. This is the Final Forecast with special guest, head coach of the WVU men's basketball team, mustard-colored suit fashion icon, face screamer, natural healer, fortune teller, future Hall of Famer, and man who had to put up with these guys too long, Coach Bob Huggins. Yo, it's your boy Jake Flo, and this is another episode of the Final Forecast. I'm your host, one of your hosts, along with Kevin Jones. Deshaun Butler and our lovely co-host Ash. That's me. And we have a very, very special guest with us today. Oh yeah. We always say special guest, guest, but this is we actually mean it this time. <laughs> no disrespect somebody to anybody else that we had in the show, but you, don't, you guys aren't shit. It's like, somebody who matters. Sorry. We have the man himself, Coach Huggy Bear. There. Clap it up. Nice. Insert claps there. Applause and that. Yeah, that been How you doing, Coach? I'm doing good. Yeah, you look good, man. I'm doing good. Yeah. Summertime. Getting ready for for Spain. Tomorrow morning. Ready to go? Um, ready as I'll be. I yeah. guess. Yeah. How's the team looking? I like them. I like them. They, <laughs> than, I would hope. Than, I would hope so. That's a great start, actually. Well, I mean, there wasn't. I couldn't say that every year. But I like everybody. <laughs> but but, uh, but I, I could tolerate everybody. No, they're doing good, man. They like each other. They play together. They're playing hard. They're, they're, they're trying to learn. As you guys know, there's a lot of stuff to learn. There's a lot more elements of the game that you got to know what you're doing than whatever anybody realizes that had really never played at a high level. But uh, they're good. I mean, we can make some shots and uh, pass the ball a little yeah. better. I did. I, could could Deshaun pass? I never I never saw him try. I didn't yeah, know me it. neither. That he makes two of us. Over him. He, he, he could pass, but uh, he didn't. He didn't uh, okay, I, I wasn't sure which one it was. Average three assists. <laughs> three as a senior. I think you led. I mean, our offense was designed to you know. Also, thank the offense for help the guys for me getting that didn't pass passable. John, that's why we moved into point guard. We figured he'd have to make a pass or two. From he did. There. Yeah, he did play point guard. Bringing that shit up. He did. That's awesome. Did, did, shit out my hands. did you watch the TBT games? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that? Honestly, I thought <laughs> I, I I thought the officiating wasn't very good. I thought I thought KJ and Devin got fouled. Yeah, every time. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. didn't think it was very consistent from what they called one end to the other. Yeah. So you right. probably would have got ejected from that game. I probably would have tried. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting harder for me to do it. You know. They, they, then they have to file a report and all that stuff. So they don't want to do that. They want to get out of there. The last time you got ejected, uh, what was that? 2010, when after the UConn game, and that then was we during the game. What's yeah, when they that came was, in the huddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was after that. We went on the 
win the uh, go to the final four and win the biggest championship. Yeah. So you never know. Yeah. Might, get there might, be a work, might be a might be a working uh, a working method. You want to just keep probably, doing that, guys. Probably a good lesson. Yeah, you don't want the trend to keep. It's going. probably a good lesson for them young guys you had coaching. I mean, I'm surprised Billy didn't think of that. I mean, <laughs> Coach Hahn is just a different story now. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> good guy. I can't imagine. I see he's still got the same seat. Yep. <laughs> refused to get it. You're, right. <laughs> so you're sitting at the other team's bench. That's as fast as I've seen Billy moving along. <laughs> break the huddle. He sprints to that chair now. Oh, he's so man. afraid he's going to lose it. Did you see uh, the video of him uh, asking if he wanted to play the 1 3 1? Hey, let's have him in the paint. Let's get him on the Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the whole, I don't know, you guys listen to the telecast? The whole telecast, they're talking about stories that Billy told them. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I can only imagine. Are they good stories? Things you've heard before, probably. I didn't find them very riveting, but <laughs> <laughs> they, they were trying to fill time, I yeah, guess. Of course. They had nothing else to do. You had a, a camp yesterday, and, and kids say the darnest things. A kid asked you, how many times have you been ejected from a game? He asked me the same thing. <laughs> well, that's a good question. I wasn't in there for that. Someone said. My first year, John, as a head coach, 17 times. I remember that. How does that happen? <laughs> they were out to get me. You play. <laughs> what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How many games are there in a season day? It's like 30 games. We no, played. 17 I, different times, coach? I think we played 30. <laughs> I think we played 33, and I got. I got <laughs> Kicked out of 17 of them. Is it more than half? <laughs> what? He kicked out of 52% of the He's 50, yeah. Great numbers. Great numbers. <laughs> don't, don't even, you got to respect the great numbers behind that. Some guy pulled yeah. in a gas station right down from the school, and my power forward was getting gas, and he was telling that that was back when he had attendance and stuff, you know. Mm. He was telling the tenant how he was going to throw me out in the first half. So, oh, wow. So they were out to get me. Oh, wow. So they was really out to get you. I thought you were just playing around. No, no they were out. Oh, no, it's real. Even if you just sat there the whole game, they still was going to throw you up. Come on, it's something you did. You're not just well, throwing them. Well, they know he wasn't going to sit you down the whole game. Well, like, he wasn't, if you, if you feel like a re if referees are out to get you, make it a good one at least. I think I <laughs> It's think, like, you know, I'd rather make it a good one, though. I'm not going to just sit there passively. I think the rule was you had to sit. I think that's how I got most of them. Oh, uh, just really? got up? Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Oh, yeah. Coaches have to sit down the whole game. That's, That's stupid. That doesn't make sense. Uh, thank God they changed that. How, <laughs> how would how would you say that uh, like coaching kids have changed since you first started coaching until now? Like, what's the change do you see in the difference in like kids throughout the different generations? Like how you have to coach them and to get the best out of them. That's a good question. I don't think I coach them all that much different. I mean, I naturally I think as you get older. You get a little more mellow, you know. Get but but uh, I don't think I don't think we've changed a whole bunch. Um, That's where all your guys that come back and watch you coach, they say you get softer. Yeah, I mean, from I had my starting center from Akron came back. Uh, a couple years ago, and that's what he said, and all the Cincinnati guys say the same thing. <laughs> you guys, you guys know E Hicks. I mean, Hicks calls me and just wears me out about yeah. being soft all the time. Why do they want you to yell at these kids? I don't understand it. You, might, I mean, who came back when we were playing? Oh my gosh, 
Just wanted us to get yelled at the whole time. Because <laughs> they sit. went through it, you should have to go through it, too. You know, that's exactly. what they're thinking. You did this to me. <laughs> you yelled at me. You can yell at them, too. On that treadmill, say something. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you've gotten softer, so to speak? Do you think so? Uh, yeah, to a degree. To a degree. Think it's something you had to do, or is more like you kind of understanding with like older ages, like how to talk to people differently, or what do you think? KJ, when I started, we went four hours. Yeah, we went, we, <laughs> we went four. Yikes! He's me. And I, I mean, I just I didn't know any better, and mm-hmm. and um, and then when I went to Akron, we did two up in the bays. We did a bunch of footwork stuff, and they hadn't lifted or done anything, so we were up there for two, and then came down on the floor for three. Um, you guys, I mean, you guys, I tricked. I mean, you guys thought you went three, you really didn't. I mean, when you think about it, we went in and watched film. You know, we we had we had a half an hour shooting, so you really the the practice part of it was really two or a little bit less than two. The Some and really the running up and down part of it wasn't, but maybe forty forty minutes at the most. Depending so. on how you was feeling, and you got to calculate it in the treadmill. Well, yeah, it just, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it depends on it, whether you listened or ran your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have in your cal- case, for sure. <laughs> we also have to calculate if uh, you know if it's a holiday, because you guys like to. It's closed. No, it, it, it's just I think guys think holidays are like days off, and they didn't practice. But that's been that's been since I started. I mean. Those guys, those guys at Cincinnati will tell you, and it's and it's the truth. I mean, I had to call June several times to tell her to turn the turkey down, because they, mm-hmm. you know, they always came to my house to eat, and and uh, we're still in here. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, yeah, we yeah we'd rebooted several times. Uh, oh, we had a couple man. of those reboot practices when you left town, <laughs> Coach Harrison. <laughs> Good guy, friends of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> question, like to uh, what Kevin was kind of uh, getting at. He asked if you had got a, like, do you feel that you've gotten softer over time? Do you feel more or less, what about the uh, players? Do you feel like uh, the way you approach the players, because, like, times are different, you figure the kids, uh, I kind of feel like the kids are easily, like, uh, on their phones or on their computers and, you know what I mean, they're. Give, give me five. <laughs> we, have a, we have a good guy here. <laughs> How you doing, sir? All right. Good talk. And, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, do you? Who's that? Who is that, by the way? I, I don't know. Oh, cool. <laughs> really? We just, had a, we just had a man accost us just now. <laughs> a man just walked in and accosted us. But Un- Uncle Bernie just walked in. <laughs> but do you think, like, you know, the kids, like, they're on their phones, they're on their computers, they don't really do much as far as, like, you know, they're really uh, face, like, they're not face to face people, like, you know, younger. Like a long time ago, people were like outside all the time. They're doing things like they're good. You can you can yell at them and be tough on them. They're used to that. But now the kids are like, you know, a little bit. Uh, they don't take that as well. As, would you say that or no? Well, here's what I here's here's what I think. And it's this isn't a, a, a knock on AAU, but, you know, you guys. I mean, you played some AAU, but you also played on the playground. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, in the playground, it's winter, you know, go sit over there and sit over there in the sun or the bugs or whatever else is going on around the court. And, and particularly as you're growing up, it's hard to get back on, you know. It's hard to get picked again when you lose. Mm-hmm. 
the the AAU thing, I mean, and, and you guys kind of experienced both of it, but to me, I mean, you go play an 11 o'clock game, you lose, and they buy you pizza. And then you go play at two and you lose and they take you to Burger King and get you a couple Whoppers. And then you go lose again at night and and they they, they take you out to, uh, you know, some all you can eat joint, you know, and it's uh, it's a whole lot (laughs) different, man. You know, you lose at the playground, you can't get back in, you walk home. True. I I just think the whole culture uh, has changed and. When, and and then I think I think the other thing, probably more more importantly, is we're so into individual rights that we kind of we forget about the whole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this mm-hmm. this there's there's all this stuff going on that, that they don't they don't worry about the guys that are left. They worry about you know, well if this guy's unhappy, let him go somewhere else. Well, what what about leaving his teammates? Okay. Mm-hmm. What kind of message does that send? Yeah, and I mean, and particularly when they when they bail out late, when there's not a whole lot of guys left, and and now all of a sudden, I think the same way with the draft. I think I think it's way too late. I, I mean, they they got all year to evaluate guys, yeah. you know, and I and I and then they got the combine, and I think after the combine, I mean, we we ought to move on, you know. Yeah. They they've already saw them, evaluated them, you know. This stuff to let it go as long as they let it go. And and maybe it's a little bit better for those guys, but it's way worse for the guys that are left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for for I mean for most schools, I mean you take the blue bloods and you know they're gonna they're gonna reload it. But the the, the schools that are fighting mm-hmm. to to stay there, you know, where they can compete, they lose, you know, a pro or 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 two, and they can't replace them. Yeah. They're done. So so what do you what I know we kind of talked about it on the show before, but what do you think about? kids being able to come back say if they don't get drafted to come back to the school that they didn't get drafted from and like let's just say they were a junior and they went out for their draft they didn't get drafted to come back for like their senior year do you think that's do you think that would be something that might help or do you think once you're gone like you're gone and you're talking about testing that, the water yeah like or, no 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 uh, i'm talking about like full on going in the uh, draft yeah. and then after that because i think we talked about that in one of our earlier episodes mm-hmm. so how, how do you feel about that do you think a kid should be able to come back or you think that once he made that decision that that's on him whatever happens well there's only 60 guys going to get drafted mm-hmm. i mean let's 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 face the facts there's 60 guys getting drafted and i was i was sitting in a uh, in a prep school one time and i'm talking to the coach and he's he had the espn on he looked he said what the <laughs> <laughs> he said what is that idiot doing and and he said that guy didn't even start on his college team. He sucked, <laughs> and he put it and he put his name in the draft, yeah. you know. And and so he called him right there in front of me. He said, "What are you doing, man?" The kid said, "Coach, how, how else am I going to get my name on ESPN?" I mean, wow. The only way I can get my name on ESPN, <laughs> you know. And 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 guys are smarter than what I think we give them credit for. But KJ, I think the draft thing is the same thing. I mean, okay, that's great, but what about the guys that are left? I mean, what if you if you hold a scholarship for them, mm-hmm. then you end up maybe some days having to manage your practice. If if you don't hold a scholarship for them and now they want to come back, now you're in a bind. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, that's true. So I I mean I think the longer it goes, the more it hurts the guys that are still at the school, and and I think it's wrong that we we bend over uh, so far for for one guy at the probably the demise of 12 guys. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you told me in private that I should have left my uh, sophomore year. Like, no, I just left school. He said that in like, private. Nobody like, else heard that. Because I would have told you to leave. Get out. Actually, as I remember, John, I told you I was going to kick your ass out your freshman year. I remember that, actually. I was wanted to kick me off of stupid stuff like like Twitter and missing class and stuff like that. Stupid things. It's stupid. Man, graduated. What are we doing? Listeners, our friends at the Book Exchange want you to look your best at upcoming football and basketball seasons. You can get 25% off the largest selection of WVU apparel and souvenirs at the BX with promo code BX4FINAL4. That code again is BX4FINAL4. You can use this code at either store in Morgantown or online at bookexchangewv.com. The entire family can look the best with thousands of name brand styles for men, women, and those many mountaineers. Now, you watch the TBT, right? Yeah. How how you like the jump shot now? This is a lot it's, better. I was I was really impressed. Yeah? No, I honestly got I've been telling people I can't believe how much better you've gotten. Thank you. I appreciate it. You should call some uh call your friend Jerry West down there at uh <laughs> Down there? Over the, over there. Down there in California? <laughs> I don't know, John. There's degrees. You know? There's what? There's degrees. Ah, gotcha. Understood. You know? I'm, not, I'm not at that level. That's, you know, it's like I got better. Uh-huh. Shout <laughs> <laughs> out the hugs. Still hurting feelings still... in 2019. He's having yeah. a conversation this time. John, I'm telling you from... from your freshman year to your senior year. I mean, your senior year, you made. I mean, he did. He made plays. He made plays to win games. He now was I really allowed to make us. more plays, or was that just a? Well, he stole the ball in a press. Stole the ball, turned around, shot a three. Didn't dribble. Didn't even think about looking under the basket. <laughs> just I mean, I think that's you know that's a green light there. <laughs> That's about as good as you're going to get these yeah, days. That's about as now, as far as recruiting, what do you have against guys that live in cul-de-sacs? And circle driveways, and 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 uh, you talking about your background? Stuff like that. I, I just want to know. I, I kind of like guys that kind of grew up tough. Grew up know? tough. Grew up tough. Yeah, I mean, if you live in a cul-de-sac, I mean, who are you gonna fight? I Some guy playing a violin. <laughs> you don't necessarily. <laughs> you don't necessarily have to fight to be tough. You know what I mean? Well, you. I mean, but you got to grow up, get bounced around a little bit. So, well, you're gonna go to the court, and you're gonna have what? Uh, the uh, symphony, the you know, four guys from the symphony playing, you know, with you, against you. I mean, it's a different culture. I mean, it really is a different culture. And, and I, I just have always had, I've always had guys that, uh, for whatever reason, I don't know how it started, but guys that kind of were, how do you say, that they were low-income guys. They lived, they lived in low, low-income. Uh, families and and they had to you know fight so you, for everything that they got you know so, so you think those guys are more hungry than they seem to be yeah not not always I mean that's a not always but but I think by and large yeah I think they are yeah, it's, it's, like it's their opportunity I mean Johnny yeah, I think I think you you uh, there's a difference when you, you know you go to high school knowing that you have a, a uh, a family scholarship or they they put money in a whatever it's called an annuity or whatever for you yeah and and you know or you know it's, 
I had seven kids in my family, and, and, and my dad said, you know, you, you boys better get a scholarship because I'm not giving you a dime, you know, and you think mm-hmm. back then he's trying to motivate you. He told the truth. Yeah. <laughs> he never gave me <laughs> I'm literally so not going to give you anything when you become I, a man. I disagree, like, to the point because think of some of the guys that came here that grew up in, you know, had better families like Wellington Smith, Nate Adrian, myself. And those well, I, turned I, out to be some of the hardest workers that you had. Well, I, I, I said it's not – I mean, it's not everybody, but it's – but I think by and large – by and large, that's not the that's not the case. You don't you don't find as many players coming out of uh, guys with circular drives and <laughs> as you as you do with you know. But don't you think they all have the same like goal as in like making it to the next level? Some of them. So mm-hmm. they're gonna have a some of them, not all of and them. Some of them are like privileged. And I think there there's a difference in having a goal and wanting to do it and having a go and needing to do it. Mm-hmm. What I was kind of thinking, his point was more or less, like if you have numerous opportunities in life, maybe you don't, one of them is not like as important to you, but if you have this one opportunity and you actually care about it, maybe it might, you know, you might, ch- you know, take, take it a little bit more serious. But I've also seen people that have grown up pretty well. They have the uh, facilities and the things like, you know, private coaches yeah and they have enough money to do those things and they they get the they get all those things and they've done well as well and they've been great basketball pros as well so it's like you can see both sides of the uh, well I think I think if you took the NBA though and you and you did a poll of guys that grew up um, in in wealthy neighborhoods as compared to people who grew up in low-income housing I think it would tilt uh, quite favorably to the to the low income people because they they ha- they don't I think they said the best you know they don't have choice. Yeah. I I never understood the the thing with people who come from like good family backgrounds or who come from good neighborhoods wanting to be like hood or something like that or come from the hood because it's like people from the hood don't want to be in the hood. Like people from the hood want to be where where they are like you know what I mean? I never got that I don't know, maybe it's just a also- part of the tough mind and like you i don't know you gotta yeah. be tough to be from the hood or something like that because i never got that one thing which you don't have everybody yeah. <laughs> so, you know that is it's true like, no matter what side you know, of the fence you're yeah. on it's just like you know girls well, it's like yeah. girls like a dude that's tough they want bad bad yeah, guys yeah, yeah, yeah. and good good girls want bad guys bad girls want good like it's all this but you you can be you can come from low-income housing and have a great family I, mean, yes. I, I think yeah. there are there are a lot of a lot and a lot and a lot of families that are they're great families. Yeah. You know, I probably probably you don't have the parents there as much because in in a lot of cases they're working two jobs. They're you know, I think what a lot of parents sacrifice for their kids is is absolutely remarkable. Yeah. Um so I, and I think when you see, you know, your mother, your father, you know, working two jobs so that you can have it better. And that's that's really America when you stop and think about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, people came over, they didn't have anything. And they worked like crazy so that their kids could have a little better. And then they worked like crazy so that their kids could have it better. Mm-hmm. And, and the reality is, why are we in the state that we're in economically? To a large degree, it's because people are living a lot longer. 
and those people were in jobs that that just didn't the the, the jobs didn't uh, uh, help their their health you know so so when you look at what the retirement age was and what the retirement age continues to go up and 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 the the health benefits I mean you know you think about somebody living until to their 60 as opposed to somebody living until their 85 90 mm -hmm. and and how much more that costs the companies I mean I it's um it's it's a great thing on one hand and on the other hand it's a it's a troubling thing economically yeah I'd agree it's interesting that John also thought that his family was better than our family kind of yeah no, you heard right. that he put so his family a, yeah, up in the did, upper echelon yeah. compared <laughs> to my mom crazy. and my dad your, your parents but this Sorry, is the man. first time I've ever heard him do that because he he spent four years trying to convince me he was he was a hood dude. Oh yeah, no, he no, still no. does that. We all, we all knew better than that. We all knew better than that. We all knew no better than that. To that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nobody from, ever mistaked him. I'm from that. the hood. Oh my god. Nobody ever mistaked Waldo for the hood. For the hood. He no. was you should have seen where I lived before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't see it. He, he oh, saw like the come up when we moved to the oh, big okay. house. With yeah, the I know. It's a nice place you got there, man. That is. But I think I was more hungry than you know what I'm saying. Anybody, I was in the backyard every day. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I see the backyard. backyard. In the every backyard. Day. You had a yard. You had a backyard. You had a yard. <laughs> that's, that's nice. Congratulations, that's nice. man. You know it's, no, it's Where's not there? nice. Because you know what you got to do in the backyard? What? You got to mow that motherfucking. <laughs> You gotta mm. mow it. Oh, you gotta man. wait. You had grass too. Had grass. <laughs> oh, yeah. This man's living good. Yeah, yeah. So that's up hugs. Oh, they didn't have to. Problems. They didn't have to do <laughs> yard work. Must they don't know suck, how to. Must suck. They don't know how to do that stuff. Life's tough. <laughs> Life is grass in the backyard. And then you used to go down and shovel that full court, didn't you? Mm -hmm. So you can get shots up. One at a time. You gotta shovel the court. Full court. The full in the court. backyard. Can't play them oh. unless you shovel them. You out there What's shooting. Up? Barefoot. And then, oh, now you don't have shoes. <laughs> you got a big house in a, in a backyard. No With shoes. No shoes. Uh, Shout out to Waldorf, man. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's just the hood, man. I'm trying to hug. Stopped at the gas station. Everybody called me like, yo, is this your man's? Because yep. is he good? I'm like, Which yo, gas station, give him a pass. He's good. He's good. There's, there's 25 <laughs> of them in the community. What's, what's the roughest neighborhood you've been in? Mount Vernon, for sure. Oh, uh, man. I <laughs> New York or Chicago, probably. Nah, Miami, Miami, and some, and some rough places in Miami. You go regardless. You go in those neighborhoods. It used to be. It used to be like everybody wore a suit in because if you wore a suit in, you were one of two things. You're either you're either a cop <laughs> yeah, exactly. or or you were a coach. Uh -huh. <laughs> only two, only two people, only two, only white people went in there had a suit on. Where they were, they were a cop or a coach, and then and then that kind of started to go away a little bit but yeah. if they know if they know you're a coach because they 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 look up to those guys in in the neighborhood that are you know the star athletes and they would they want they want for the most part they want good for them yeah, yeah sure. hugs got a hood pass though oh, yeah, i feel like definitely. wherever you go you good like between your teams at cincinnati and i know just between uh like our final four team and everything like everybody in mount vernon like loves yeah. loves you like all the all the guys I know from the hood, like, yo, Coach Hugs is, I mean, like, you got a, you I feel like he got a hood pass for sure. Yeah, you want something interesting? Like, when James Long got the West, West Virginia Tech job, and it came across, like, uh, I posted it, and 
all my friends from back home was like, what the fuck? What is West Virginia doing? Fucking firing hoes? I was like, no, no, no. It's West Virginia. See, exactly. It's like, oh. I was like, wow, they really, they still People like. love hugs, yeah. Like, I haven't played here in 10 years. They're still like, they're sitting there like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> he got, That's a different school entirely. Like, he got the hood pass because him and Coach Han look like good fellas. Uh, Some be walking in with that suit, then, man. Yeah, the mafia. You know? <laughs> That's what the mafia. Coach Han had the slick, the slick yeah, back connections. You know, my in '90s, early '90s, I guess mid '90s, I got offered an NBA job for for a lot of money, and I walked in on an office on Saturday or Sunday. I forget what it was. We had camp going on, and four of my guys were sitting there, and and. They're like, what are you going to do? I'm like, man, I don't, I don't know what to do. And it was a multi-million dollar deal to go to the NBA, and I was making 400000 which is a lot of money, but it's compared to $6 million, it's not much money. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm sitting there, and, and, and Van Axel was one of them, and, and we're talking, and so Nick says, what are you going to do? And I said, man, I, honestly, I don't know what to do, you know? And he said, well, let me ask you this. If guys like you don't stay in college and coach guys like us, what happens to us? And and I'm like, well, you know what, Nick, you just signed for the max. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> don't give me that bullshit. You just signed. Give me for six the million now. <laughs> give you me know, six million. I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about it, and you know, and I called my wife and said, I got to stay. And that's everybody says, why did you stay at Cincinnati so long? That's why. June, June made you stay. No, it was. It, it's it, it, it's <laughs> always been. It's always been the players. I mean, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life is leave Kansas State. Mm. I mean, it, because I had guys that are there because of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, it's 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 it was hard, but it, this is this is my last chance. Yeah. You know, this was my last chance to come home. So. Mm-hmm. That's dope. That's Speak. awesome because you really left the number one pick of the draft over there. That's uh, he is. Yeah. yeah, a lot of days I went out and coached you. I thought about that. I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, why didn't you bring that yeah, motherfucker? I, 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 I was like, you're, you're, pick right yeah, now. Yeah, I heard this guy was a great recruiter. Why didn't he bring his ass here? So you had OJ Mayo, Beasley, Will Thomas, the Jots, <laughs> Walker, yeah, Dewan Butler. Well, we we, we would have if if we if I was here I really think we would have got those guys, DJ. I think we would have got those guys. Juan Blair, all of them. Yeah. They all put in the same age team. So so Will Thomas was in that deal. No, you wouldn't have been here though. No, well, I'm not talking. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to let you know what would happen. <laughs> you know, I would have snuck here. I would have just made it though. I never really saw Will play because if your memory broke his leg. Mm. He broke his leg, and and uh, everybody in Cleveland. I don't. I don't think Will ever came back from the broken leg. Yeah, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. So like the Will Thomas in front. Yeah. Shout to Will. Front of the show for sure. Every time Will got in trouble, I got in trouble. I had nothing to do with what Will was doing. <laughs> but yeah, so Will was and Will was sitting here instead of you. He'd say that about you. <laughs> <laughs> in here, and the circle continues. That's so I got to ask. I gotta ask, how many more years do you think you got left? I know you might not answer, but KJ, honestly, I don't know. I, as, as long as I think I can, I can do what I do and 
you know, and do it, do it. I don't. I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cheat the guys I'm coaching. I'm not yeah. gonna teach. I'm not gonna cheat the university. So you know, I mean, I'm sure there'll be a day when I wake up and say I don't want to do this anymore. But I haven't. I haven't come close to that yet. Famous hugs quote. I'm gonna be here. That's <laughs> you. Y'all not. You won't. <laughs> I tell, you, I tell you a funny recruiting story. So we're recruiting uh, Javon Carter, uh-huh. and so we go in, and and you guys know Leroy, his dad, what a, a great, great guy, and his brother was there, and a couple there's four four dudes there, and Coach Harrison and I were there, and and we're sitting like we're sitting down. It was like a like a sunken living room kind of thing, and they were they were sitting up, and then they're sitting up there on stools, and we're sitting. You know, we're sitting in the couch. It's you know, you sink down in. So now I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm looking up at him, and uh, and I said, "How you want to do this?" And uh, and and I, one of them said, "Coach, can we ask you questions?" I said, "Sure." This guy said, "I got one." He said, "What can you say to assure me that you're going to be there all four years that my nephew is is going to be there?" That's a good question. And I looked at Larry and I said, "Damn, this some bitch thinks I'm gonna die." <laughs> Are you okay? I see you coach, you're not gonna make it <laughs> next couple. The way he's yelling, the way, you, the way he's, he's yelling, he's not. Well, see, see the, the, the crazy <laughs> thing was, his son went to St. Louis to play for Rick Majerus, and Rick passed away of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was like his concern. Mm-hmm. So you and Coach Harrison have been together for a long time. Long time. Talk about that experience. And I know he's been offered a couple of head coaching jobs. There's probably more of a question for him as to why he stuck around. Well, I think he sticks around because, as you guys know, I give him a lot of a lot of rank, you know, a yeah. lot of responsibility, or, or or let him have a lot of responsibility. I'm not sure I give it to him. I think it takes <laughs> it's another deal. But, uh, uh, yeah, because those practices that you want there, oh if things gosh. get out of control. Oh, yeah. oh, my goodness. Larry Harrison practices, uh, they might be worse than yours. I don't know. Well, a couple yeah, fights break out. Well, they no punches don't. landed. <laughs> well, Some of the good stuff there. Larry, Larry is, is, is the consummate college coach. I mean, he's – He's really involved in recruiting. He's recruiting. He's involved in the community. He's really involved in the basketball part of it. Um, you know, his 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 scouting reports, as you guys know, are more than thorough. And Super you know, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, he's a guy who walks out there without a like John's got a note card. You ever see Coach have a note card? He never has a note card. He just goes out there and knows everything that that. The other team's going to do, huh. and and I we just we we've had a, a a great working relationship over the years, and you know he he went and was a head coach, and and you you, you never realize man what what a head coach is until you're a head coach, because everything everything comes to you. Mm-hmm. I mean you're just getting hit like every different direction all day until until you kind of figure out how to manage that and and delegate some things it's it it's it really is overwhelming and and the the, the higher you go i think the, the the harder it is you know to a degree because you've got everybody wants to talk to you you mm-hmm. know they don't want to talk to the assistant they don't want they 
you know, they want to talk to you or they want to talk to the players. So it, it's it's a lot more than what people think. And, and uh, Larry alleviates a lot of stuff from me. And, and Larry very willingly and likes to do that. So it's yeah. been a great relationship. Yeah, man. It's crazy, like, thinking about, like, uh, a high mate, like a high level college basketball coach. Outside. out here. It's awesome. But a high level basketball coach. And in turn, it's like a, uh, the owner of an NBA team, basically, like, that type of deal. He's a GM, he's the coach, he's like everything. He has to delegate absolutely everything yeah. that goes on in the program. So, and it's just like, and basically what they tell you to do is, oh, you're just here to coach. But at the same time, you have all these other responsibilities. Yeah, but you know, I think, and, and it's different, it's different everywhere. I mean, here, and it has been that way here for years, it's, you're, you're very involved in, in, um, in the fundraising aspect of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're very much involved in the com- community relations part of it. You know, I, I did very little fundraising stuff at Cincinnati I did I did a lot probably a lot more community stuff but you know every job's different every job's different and and that's why some guys you know some guys are really successful at a place and they hire somebody else and they're not very successful mm-hmm. you know for that reason they just uh it's different <laughs> So, so do you think even with all your years of experience in coaching and everything, do you think that there is still things that you're still learning even at this stage in your career? Like there's still things you feel like you could get better at as a, as a coach? Oh, yeah. I think a lot of things. The game's changed. Mm-hmm. I, was on, I was on a rules committee <laughs> this year for the first year, and, and the things that they talk about, you know, the, the step back has become – which which you did you did really well. Well, they're saying it's a travel, and really, when you break it down in slow mo, it is a travel. But what James Harden is doing is a travel. No, it's different. The is you could they have a thing where they, they break it. Nah, yeah. that's a travel. Some of them are travel, some of them are not. They have different rules though. The NBA has different rules. They that your first step doesn't count. Hmm. So like with us, you step here now. You, you know, you step with your right foot, you make your left foot your pivot foot. Mm-hmm. So if you pick your pivot foot up, technically that's a travel. Yeah, they used to call me for that a lot. All I did was a jab right nope. and go you left. Traveled and they every time. Travel. <laughs> Actually, you've traveled. It wasn't a for travel. Years. Hugs, still, you still, still travel. Nah, hugs. Right you should have got a, a tech or thrown out a game for me on that call because they used to they used to fuck me on that call. It's hard, John. It's, it, it's hard to argue with people who are right. <laughs> <laughs> just can't win that battle. Yeah, it's just. Your back I know you back. walked. He knows you walked. Glad to know Coach had my back. Always. <laughs> Hugs, we got to pay some bills. Now, Hugs, do you like uh, fat bitches? No. You do? No. No? No. Well, fat bitches is uh, actually a sandwich down there at Sandwich University. You ever yeah. I've never been there. you never been there? I've never, never been, been there. It's a good place. You ever had it, uh? Yeah, I had a couple fat bitches in my life. Yeah, me too. I love them, actually. Fat bitches. They need love, too. Cheese steak, chicken tenders, <laughs> bacon, mozzarella sticks, and the secret sauce all in on one sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Yes. Sandwich U has been around since 2006. They're now franchising out. And they just opened a location in Hollywood on Melrose. So, day when you move to Hollywood. Oh, that's not how Pursue I'm... your acting career. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I already uh, got Sean Martini. Yeah? Yeah. If you want to order... Uh, they do delivery. You can download the app, Sandwich University, the Sandwich University app. 
And go get you a fat bitch. They also have a, a sandwich called the Huggy Bear. It's pretty good. That's got to be good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, do you know what's in it? Yeah, I want to know what's in it. That's exactly what I want to know. Yeah, I do know what's in it. I want to know. He's, he's Googling what's in the Huggy Bear. Not exactly. What's inside those? <laughs> That sandwich. Too. The Huggy Bear is chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks, bacon, fries, and honey crack. Honey, honey crack. Honey crack. Definitely doesn't That's sound thing. safe. That is not a, a thing. thing. You ever heard that? <laughs> no. Honey crack does not sound thing. safe. But I love good. bacon. It doesn't sound it's like pretty good, it's supposed to be. I'm glad you found one thing in the sandwich. Like, well, <laughs> like, I, I love bacon. I love bacon. Who doesn't love bacon, no, though? I'm curious about honey crack. When I was in school, I used to get fat bitches all the time. Oh, we know. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> After the club. So Before, go right after. over. Sunday. Oh, we've heard, Sunday. John. Shout out to Sandwich University for sponsoring this podcast. Sponsor what you were doing now. I'm going to go get me a fat they bitch. Behind. They go behind they you behind. when you were doing this. Go get me one right after this podcast, actually. Enjoying our show? Don't forget to leave a five-star review for the final forecast on your podcast app. And be sure to tell a friend or two or three. So, yeah, Hugs, have you ever, like, you played at WVU. Did you ever think about going to play professionally or after when you got done playing? Yeah, I was like everybody else. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So what happened? They cut me. So you went somewhere? Yeah. Where'd you go? You remember the country? Uh, I went to the 76ers. Yeah. Played better than what I probably was capable of playing and made shots. And so I stayed the first cut, stayed the second cut. And when all the real guys came in, I was still there. And there were three of us, the number one pick, number two pick, and me. And uh, day before the first game, John, trainer came in. His name was Al Domenico. They called him the Fonz because he looked like Henry Winkler, talked like him. He came in and said, UMFers want to know who made it or who didn't make it. And those two guys, man, they both, you know, kind of jumped up, said, man, just tell us who made it. He said, none of UMFers. And he ran out. <gasps> That's how I got cut. From the trainer? Yeah. So they were. Did you whoop his ass? They were kind of laughing. I'll tell you what I did, John. They were laughing and stuff, and then they realized he wasn't joking. So they're running up and down the hall trying to find him, trying to find out who they need to talk to. I was gathering up all the gear. (laughs) (laughs) I wear wear two. Oh, the 76. I'm going to leave here with something. That's right. Who was was you? Gathering up all the gear for mementos, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Who who would you compare your game to, like, that played at WV? I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. What kind of player were, were, were you, you about? Were you scrappy? Were, were you, you about you, buckets? Like, were you a scorer? Like, what kind of player were you? The man got thrown out of fifty percent of the yeah, game. That's <laughs> yeah, he was scrappy. <laughs> I just want to see if it met, if it was like his coach. It was like his coaching him? style. I never seen him play, so I don't know. Oh, y'all didn't. See, I y'all never seen film. Seen film. If you, if we would get the record book out here, I I play with great players. Warren Baker was a great yeah. player. Mm. I mean, he his, he's got, and and he didn't he didn't play a whole lot his senior year. Maurice Robinson was a great player. Tony Robertson was Tony played in the league for four or five years, and and what Tony did in two years, Tony was a JUCO guy. What he did in two years, and 
and Russell Chapman was really talented. I mean, I played with Lowe's, well, Lowe's, yeah. as I like to tell Lowe's, Lowe's watched me play. Lowe's watched you play. <laughs> yeah, and Lowe's watched, sit there and watched me play. But yeah, I mean, we had, we had, uh, we had really good players. Junius was, mm -hmm. Junius was on that team, mm -hmm. Junius Lewis. And so we, we had, we had good players. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Is there a player? Oh, were you, were you about I was to say gonna, I was going to ask something. Oh, my something. bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. She's been real I'm, quiet over I here. Know. Yeah. Well, I'm you guys, like, this has been awesome. I'm just sitting back <laughs> letting you guys do your thing. Is, so. uh, she's, Ash is our sex therapist on the show. <laughs> Literally. She, talks, she knows everything. Everything. Yeah, she's really true. helped me out a lot with my relationship with my wife. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I knew you. I knew you would. But I'm curious as to how nowadays, like with social media and things like that, and like guys, we talked about this before, like putting out their highlight tapes and all that. How much has that changed recruiting now as opposed to in the past That's when you first started coaching? That's a good question, Ash. Oh, I think it's changed recruiting. It hadn't changed mine because I don't pay mm -hmm. attention. <laughs> I like that. So you didn't look at a Joe McCabe highlight tape? Well, who's going to put a highlight tape out where they miss shots? Exactly. You ever exactly. seen anybody put a highlight tape <laughs> out where they're, they're, are they're all misses? But some you can't <laughs> ignore. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> So you, you look at them, but don't base your time. I look at very, very few. Very, very few. Then, you know, when guys come in here, like, for the first time or, you know, we get some managers or whatever, like, Coach, you should look, you should see this guy here. I said, did he make them all? And they're like, yeah. I said, well, what did you think he was going to do? Send us a tape to do all? <laughs> so you can't judge anything from a highlight tape? No. Nothing? No. No, I don't think so. You have to watch the whole film to well, you see. Have to, you have to. You have to see. You have to see the game. You, you, you want to see, because I mean, not. I don't think anybody's ever been perfect. Yeah. Mm. So if, they, if you get a tape where the guy made every shot, he probably sucks. In the game. And yeah, I mean, if I mean, they're going really, to send the best game though. Yeah, well, let me. Most of those dudes don't never had a best game. So if, like, all right, say I have a season. Now, this can help me with my, like, getting a job overseas because most teams say, all right, sing your best game and sing your worst game. So some games I shoot 20 for 20, 100% from the field, you know. It's normal for me. You know what I mean? I'd like to see that tape. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't exist. So what's the rest of the world? He's creating it right now, actually, <laughs> in so, his mind. <laughs> so what do you look for, like, in those? those I don't. In the, in the game I, film, not not the highlight tapes, the, the game film. Well, what do you game look film, for? you get a you get a feel of of uh, you know what what they really do in a game, not what uh, not what um, they want you to see, but mm. but and 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 it, it's also a level of competition too. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if you're cons consistently driving in there and laying it in over top of guys, they're probably you know. Six foot white guys. Mm. <laughs> you know, it, it, six foot white guys it, out there. It's different if you watch it. Watch <laughs> where they go in, and they get and maybe they get one blocked, and yeah. and then they're able to go in and figure out a way to, you know, to get it around or over the guy. It's it's a. I just don't. I I've never put any stock in highlight tapes. I didn't do it when I was really young. I, just um, out of curiosity, for people like me who don't know, how does that process work then? Like, how do you find out about these kids? We got more people selling scouting reports than uh, than, than what there are in some counties in West Virginia. 
Holy cow. Yeah, I mean, you could you could spend your whole recruiting budget just buying scouting reports. Whew. So you look at those, you know, but and I, and I think John had on it. I mean, I've been doing this for 40 41 or 42 years. Larry's been doing it for about 40 years. Ronnie's been doing it for probably 35 years anyways. Eric played for a long, long time, and so he's kind of wired into that generation, you know, because and, – and and then he, he's, he was a high school coach and the whole deal before, before I brought him in. So we – you know, people know, and I – I I grew up played in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And my dad was my dad is a Hall of Famer in Ohio. He's probably if he's not the most talked about high school coach in Ohio, is in the top three. So my brother was a three-year starter at Ohio State. So I'm pretty wired in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And and so I got a lot of I got a lot of friends, a lot of contacts. It's networking. Yeah, and and I've been, I mean, I've been doing this 40 years. I mean, I get still calls from guys in New York and, you know, guys in Jersey and guys in Philly and guys in D.C. So if I called and say, yo, I got a guy in D.C. for you, you would take a look at him? Uh, No, what I'd probably do is get a tape first and then look at it and see if. My uncle tried to send you a couple guys, didn't he? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. You going to look at him? Yeah, no, we looked at him. Are they I, think here? He, I think one went to Texas Tech. Are they here? It's not working out. <laughs> I don't know if it's working Could out. Could have though. been here. It's not working out. You know, you know what? What people don't when you when you stop think about it. Thirteen scholarships isn't very many. Yeah. And you know, you might have a year where you have one or two. Well, if you have one or two, you got to be really pretty selective and and really narrow down to what your needs are. And that's what it comes down to anyways. Yeah. You know, so looking for I mean, a certain type of player. If 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 let's say let's say next year Derek Oscar and 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 Logan Rout are all back, we wouldn't be looking for a big. Why would we be looking for a big? Don't you take the best available player? No. What no. what are you gonna play with all big guys? Somebody got some on the bench. You got to build a team, man. If it's, if it's you, working, you got to build up, a team. When you play fantasy, do you always take the best player? Yeah. You just have a have jam-packed roster of four wings out there. You sound ridiculous. John just says stuff. Kobe. Just says stuff, stuff. exactly. Yeah. I keep forgetting. Yeah. So you wouldn't have so a roster that. with Kobe, LeBron, Melo, T-Mac, and another. Well, if I no. have LeBron, I wouldn't ask Carmelo what? Anthony to do anything. <laughs> Any of them, Carmelo. I don't have to. I, no. LeBron, one point. Listen, if I have LeBron James, I don't need Carmelo to do anything. John's never going to be a coach. Well, Hugs also asked me behind the scenes if I wanted to be assistant coach one day. But I was like, nah. What scene is this? What scene and what movie is it? He offered me. Delete a scene. He offered me. That was funny. He offered me 10.2 million to be a coach. I said, no, you know, I'm still playing. So you're doing well. This podcast is making you a lot of money. Oh, my God. Big ENT is through the roof right now. That's what I love about John. You know, John got all you guys doing all this stuff, and John just smiling, walking around. Just collecting. Just collecting. Pocket full of money. Terrible. I'm broke. I'm broke, baby. Full of money. Hey, hey, Tell you what? Do you? So, do you think it's easier for you to like look at a player on tape, or do you have to see that player in person, or both? I'd rather see him in person. Rather see him in person. Why? Why is that? Does 
you can see different things when you see that per- play in person or it's it's different watching it on tape i think than watching it live mm. you ever you ever watch a, a, a tape of another team where you really thought they really looked good mm. i mean most of the time you're like because you can see all their all their warts and you can run it back and and uh, i i'd rather do it that that's why you know we're 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 in a time now where we're we're trying to limit a lot of the AAU stuff, but the good AAU stuff is is really valuable to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, you guys played in the in the in in the things that were good, not the you know, not the ones where people are trying to make money off of. And um, I think that's I think that's really valuable. You know, the the everybody's like, well, can we go back to evaluating high school? Well, let's say you know KJ, you're you're at some, I don't know, you know, smaller high school, and we go to watch you play, and you the, first of all the guy guarding you is six foot one, <laughs> and and then secondly you pick up two fouls and the coach takes you out, and we don't we don't get to see you play at all. Happened to Wellington when we played him in high school. You killed him. <sighs> Shout out to Wellington. Shout out to Wellington Smith, <laughs> friend of the show. That happened to me though, like. Uh, Gary Williams came to Maryland. I mean, came to watch one of my games. Gary Williams from Maryland. Maryland. Yeah, yeah, we know. He came to one of my games in high school, and I was just nervous just because he was in the stands. You don't think you make players nervous just from your presence in the stands, and then they could just have a bad game that game that you're there. I think I make my own players nervous sometimes. <laughs> yeah, dude, you definitely make me nervous. I had a couple of rules. You want to run down these list of rules I had? Uh, Freshman two, through junior year. <laughs> I don't even remember them, John. Be honest. Well, uh, don't shoot under five seconds. <laughs> no, until under it. five seconds. You don't shoot threes under five. Under five. It was at the shot clock, more or less. Uh, past the day, Sean was a rule. That wasn't a rule until you started shooting threes. <laughs> uh, I'm sensing impl- a trend. That was implemented don't, after. Don't dribble. You You want me to tell you what I remember the most? Yeah, what, what do you remember? We we're playing at Ole Miss. And clock's running down. A good story. Great story. And John jumps up and hits a three, basically, to win the game. They got the ball back, but lost it out of bounds. And Andy Kennedy, who's a very dear friend of mine and was my <laughs> assistant, he went in and they asked him about John making a shot. And he said, well, hey, come on, I work for the guy. That's why he's a Hall of Fame coach. He said, who in, who, I mean, who in the hell would have ever thought <laughs> that Flowers would shoot? Oh, he knew that everybody else knew that Flowers wasn't going to shoot, and that's why he told him oh, to shoot. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Shout out okay. to Andy. But, yeah, I did used to remember that, like, every once in a while, I would catch the ball by the bench, and you would be like, shoot it in. Shoot it. And that would just give me a bunch of confidence, and then I would knock it down, and then – the next play, come down, shoot an air ball, and then you cuss me out on the bench. No, let's be honest. When you got here, you couldn't shoot a lick. And you got better. To your credit. No, I mean, seriously, to your credit, you got better and better, and better, better. better. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's somewhat of a, a hugs effect, though. I think I just realized, like, we had scores on the team. I didn't need to shoot the ball if we had Joe Alexander, Deshaun Butler. Kevin Jones, Devin Ebanks. Yeah, and what did we score in the first half against Villanova? Day, what did we have? Like? Oh, 15, 15. I think. We had 15? Yeah. You should have let me shoot, huh? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> then we would have had 12. Then we would have had 12. 
That's all. That's it. Good job, John. Way to help us out. But back, idiot. back to the highlight tapes, though. Like what one, an idiot. One of my favorite quotes from Hugs is, <laughs> you could take a piece of shit, <laughs> could dip it dip in it gold, gold, put diamonds yeah. on it, shine it up, polish it. Still. You know what you got at the end of the day? <laughs> a piece of shit. I was just telling That's you. what you are, John. <laughs> <laughs> you know who told me that, John? Who? It was an official. <laughs> why? Why? Did, what's it the context? Official. He he officiated when I played here. He officiated a lot, and he he knew my roommate's father real well. And we're playing at. I can tell you, I get where it was. I we're playing at Steubenville College, and I was at Walsh my first year, and we weren't very good. And. I'm bitching, you know, about this call and that call. And he blew the whistle, walked over, and that's what he told me. <laughs> so he was calling your team yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Such a nice guy. Yeah, oh, but dang. I mean, basically, yeah, he was. Man. He's a good referee, obviously. Yikes. And he said, listen, I still do a couple of high school games. My son's <laughs> doing a lot of high school games. We'll get in touch with you if we see somebody that, you know, can really help you. <laughs> I, think the, I think the context he used it with us was – I think you kicked like Cincinnati out of their out of their locker room when they were playing bad, and like you didn't give them any team gear or anything. And I think when you first got here, we got like Nike Elite. That's when Nike came. And he was like, "You guys don't deserve it." <laughs> like, well, I, I, I did one time. I took I kicked them out of the locker room. They had to took all their gear away. Playing shirts and skins. Took their shoes away. Yeah, we're playing shirts and skins. We won three in a row, and Logan came up and said, Coach, can we get our shit back now? <laughs> I just knew anytime I saw you come in the, the film room with glasses on, that you're getting ready, getting ready to read off some stats. It's about to violate somebody. It's time to get red. I got a couple stats for you guys. Uh, he does this as glasses. Well. John shooting 22% from three. Devin shooting 18% from three. I think you guys had a fucking enough. <laughs> no more fucking threes. <laughs> Billy, you ever see him out there working on the shot? <laughs> you ever see him out there? Done work on it. You seen him, Billy? No, no hugs. I have not seen him. <laughs> Coach Han, I, he he answered every question, catered to the direction of where we're going. <laughs> it was perfect. He's like, Billy, did you see that guy? Out there? Yeah, I saw him. Like, no, no, you didn't. The best thing was. <laughs> And at halftime of the game that we're playing bad, and the water bottle comes in the locker room oh, yeah. first. Oh, man. <laughs> I perfected putting the towel over my face. And I'm not, and I the water that. bottle enters the room first, and you know this is going to be first, downhill first. from there. <laughs> Fastball. What? Fastball. Cam, you shut up. He'll call 90 fucking pounds on you. <laughs> you go out there and apologize. Cam went out there and said sorry like eight times to Higgins. <laughs> It was awesome. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was a lot better when you had 15 guys, though. What do you mean? A lot better when you had 15 guys. I mean, you, it was more competitive in practice. I mean, you you look like like with us right now. I mean, yesterday yesterday we yeah. got nine guys. You got three bigs, and it's tough to even get them reps with each other. Some of like Wait, so do we – Guys oh, are going to You have more scholarships? Up. No, well, we only have eleven guys on scholarship, but um, oh, a couple guys out. No, that we just didn't. We just 
couldn't find the, the right people. Mm. Well, I would have practiced close. Doing a John Beeline thing, you know, waiting until somebody, like, decides they don't want to be where they are and take them. That's never worked for me. It always worked for him. What do you think? I didn't. I didn't play for. Oh, you, but you were you were recruited. Though. I was a Huggers guy. You were recruited. Nope. No, actually, you weren't. <laughs> this is the end of part one of our interview with Coach Bob Huggins. Make sure you're subscribed to get part two the second it's released.